0: Hey, here's a a guy that we wanted to have on, I don't know, probably a week ago. And we had some misconnections and we didn't get him on. His name is Tristan Kwong. And do you have a piece of audio that tells a little about what he does and why he's the fruit psalm?
1: So actually, this is my favorite part of the day. When I get to cut fruit, I get to slow down. I get to take my time and I get to be like super meticulous with it because I consider it to be like, partially art. So when we opened, we had two desserts on the menu. One was the fried milk sundae, which is mind-blowingly good. And we had a fruit plate. When they put me in charge of getting fruit, they also granted me the title of fruit som, like fruit sommelier. And it was kind of like a running joke for a little while, but like now I actually do like curate, buy, quality control, all the fruit inside the restaurant. So it does make sense, even if it does sound funny. And uh, I wear that with a badge of honor.
0: You should. He's the fruit psalm. He's the fruit guy that we wanted to talk to a week or so ago. I saw him on YouTube, and Tristan, I was like, all right, I thought I was a good enough chef. I thought that I knew a lot when it came to picking fruit, and then I saw you, and I'm like, okay, I know nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I know nothing. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. So we give you a fruit, and you're going to tell us... How we choose it to make sure that it's right, because here's how I got on this topic, Tristan. It seems like everything we buy at grocery stores, you've got a day or two to use it, and it's no good anymore.
1: Uh, yeah, a lot of that has to do with like just uh, you know massive consumer shopping. Uh, so they have to make them so that they last the entire way over to you, and then they're good to go pretty much as soon as you get them. Which means that they don't really have much long much uh, time on the shelf once you buy them.
0: Right. And so I guess the tips that you might share with us would be better used at a farmer's market or something where your your fruit might have a little more shelf life once it, once it hits your kitchen as opposed to sitting in a warehouse somewhere.
1: Uh, yeah, a little bit. And then uh, I guess some places, uh, some like larger metropolitan places have like markets that source fruit from other places in the world that might have like a little bit longer time. It, I think these are just like good tips and tricks to know you know like you never know like when you're going to want to buy a nice apple or an orange or something you know Yeah, so we've gotten so far away from knowing (laughs) how when and how our food is good
0: (laughs) yeah i'm telling you what some of it's from halfway around the world and we're like what you know we should be able to grow this in our backyard so when it comes to watermelon what do we look for
1: uh so watermelon you kind of want to look for like the yellower spots toward the end means that they've been sitting on the ground longer means they've had more time to ripen you also, I personally like to give them a little tap, feel the vibration through it. More vibration means more water, means more juicy, means more sugar.
0: Okay, here's the deal. I always look at that big yellow spot and I think, oh, I don't want that. That's crazy. Know, right? I, yeah, so I need to look for the watermelon with the yellow spot.
1: Yellow spot and then uh, they feel nice and heavy and they got a good vibration. It's probably pretty
0: Watermelon. Oh my gosh. Uh, Steve didn't know what the spots were on bananas that you were talking about in your video. What are those things called? Sugar spots or something?
1: Yeah, so it is like bruising, which will encourage the sugar spot to form, but you don't want to bruise your fruit. But uh, riper bananas, when they start to show a little bit of brown spots, it means there's sugar crystallizing inside of the fruit itself. Uh, it'll like ripen more around those spots because it's not like a plant matter, it's like straight sugar. Uh, so when you see little dark spots, it also applies to like um, mostly like pears and sometimes apples. Like the little dark spots on means that's the sugar. It means it's uh, extra sweet.
0: Okay, Tristan, we we heard the audio of how they came to call you Fruit som But how is yeah. it that you decided that you would start making YouTube videos and have the whole world pay attention?
1: Oh, uh, I wasn't actually looking for like any sort of attention. Um, the chef at Bonnie's uh, in Brooklyn, his name is Calvin Ang. Uh, one of my role models, but he, he, he and I share kind of a connection just being Chinese-American, um, and they've really kind of just, like, volunteered me for the role. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> they said, hey, along with doing what you do at Bonnie's, we're going to put you online, and you get to tell everybody. Uh, somebody wants yeah. to know how you pick a mango.
1: Oh, so mangoes, uh, I think personally, you want going to look for a little bit for color. Well, it depends. There are two main kinds of mangoes I feel like people buy in the store now. First ones are champagne mangoes. They're more like bean shaped. They're, they're the ones that are less green and yellow. They're more, uh, I mean, green and red. They're mostly just straight yellow. Uh, those ones, champagne mangoes, you can look for um, slightly more golden color, and then they, you kind of want them to be a little bit like kind of soft at the touch. Like, uh, don't, obviously, don't stick your whole finger in there, but. Um, just like slightly more soft to the touch, and then Kent um, mangoes, same thing. Where you kind of want them to be a little more soft to the touch. They'll turn a little less green, red, but a lot more so than color. You want to look for smell. So just literally pick up the mango and smell it. It'll smell nice and fragrant and sweet when they're ready. And sometimes, uh, if you look at the stems, there's some. There'll be like little sticky substance that's sap and or sugar. Depending on who you talk to, uh, the terminology changes, but. uh Sometimes they'll be, like, leaking a little bit of sugar, and if you hmm. see that, then they're oh extra good to go.
0: Somebody just uh, sent in a text and said, did the apples I bought yesterday get harvested last fall? Is it true they keep them in the store for months and months or in cold storage?
1: Uh, yeah, actually, it really depends on where you live and what kind of apples you're buying. And some of these come out of... Uh, um, like hydroponic rooms that, like, they never see the sun, they never see the outdoors, they live in, inside of a warehouse, which doesn't say, doesn't mean to say they're bad. Those are, like, taken very well care of uh, to, like, grow and produce, like, apples that produce, like, a specific flavor profile or have, like, a specific color. Um, but a lot of the stuff that you see, like, on the grocery store, uh, grocery store shelves might be 6 to 12 months old.
0: And a cantaloupe. Before I let you go, how do we pick the, the best, freshest cantaloupe?
1: Um, so this isn't is a little bit of a debate. Uh, for me, it's weight to size. So the the ones that are like, if you had picked up two cantaloupes that were roughly the same size, the heavier one would be more ripe, in my opinion. You also kind of want to look for like a little bit of wrinkle in the skin. You don't want it to be like completely firm and hard and like uh, stiff. It, you want to have like a little bit of give, like where you could like poke your finger a little bit and it would dimple a little bit once you took your finger away. Um, but for me, mostly it's uh, weight to size ratio. The heavier ones, for their size, means that there's probably more juiciness, more sugar inside.
0: Huh. And my dad used to call them a musk melon. I don't even know why. Now that we're talking about that, is that a different type of fruit, or is that just something that he called it?
1: Uh, Muskmelons are actual. Uh, they're just cantaloupe, as far as I can tell. Okay. Uh, All right. That's... I'm sure there's lots of different fruit you see today are like cultivated and like I would say. No, nobody's like GMOing it, but it's like they've been bred for like specific reasons. Like they grow through hard winters, or they'll like last through very dry summers, and they're like high produce uh, or high production, high yield fruits that like will feed the most people. Which at some point was a huge concern for us. You know what I mean? Like with growing population and all this right. other stuff, and those happen to just be like the most popular fruit now, um, and they grow the best, and they produce the most, and people can sell them for more with more volume. Um, and some of these fruits are, like, combinations of, like, two different fruits. Um, Muskmelons, I'm sure, are some different... closely closely ...related to, like... Yeah, uh, yeah. and maybe, like, the ones we see in this grocery store today are, like, bread between the two that, like, you know, have uh, some type of extra thick skin to help survive like hot summers or whatever yeah
0: see uh, now i know why they call you the fruit psalm and we have to have you back on again uh tristan Kwong, check him out online watch his youtube videos and we'll get him back on again thank you so much for joining us
1: oh of course it's been a pleasure thank you so much for having me
0: steve has the news coming up next on 720 wgn i'm gonna want some cocktail fruit chicago
1: chicago